Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about the strategies and tactics to help grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and with me, as always, is Luke Acri, President of Reminder Media. And today we are going to talk about one of our favorite subjects, the bedrock of our own marketing beliefs and the very ideal from which our own company was started, relationship marketing. It's deep. It's, it's going to be amazing now. But relationship marketing, when I tell people that all the time, they have no idea what I mean by that. <laughs> so and actually, a funny thing for us, we've struggled as a company going, you know, hey, what do we own? What do we claim? What do we, you know, define our niche as? And we always come back to this topic of relationship marketing, but the struggle has always been, hey, how do you actually define relationship marketing? How do you get people to understand? You know, one thing I know to be true in sales, and I I can't remember if it was Zig Ziglar that said this or not, but the key to sales, the key to closing any deal is they have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you. And when I think about relationship marketing, it really factors in on the last two of that, you know, trifecta right there, which is they have to like you and trust you. And that's a relationship. So yes, and you can be known by getting your name out there on a billboard, but it's not going to build that relationship with somebody to where they end up liking you and they end up trusting you. And the bedrock of our company has totally been founded on this principle that literally people they have so many options to go with, whether you're a realtor, like I think of my brother, in his zone alone, there's 750 realtors. What will separate him getting the listing than the agent down the road? And when you really think about it, it's his ability to build relationships with everybody he possibly can in that community. So when they actually think of real estate, they think of him. And the relationship, which is what's crazy and which is what we've seen over 15 years of doing this, the relationship a lot of times has nothing to do about your business. Relationship marketing so much of the time, I would say the majority of the time, has nothing to do about you promoting your services, you promoting what you actually do for somebody. It literally is just promoting that, hey, I'm here for you. I care about you. This is who I am as a person. And it builds that camaraderie. And that's what translates into the ability to close more deals because they end up knowing you, of course, but even more importantly, they like you and trust you. Right. And everybody knows we do that through American Lifestyle Magazine, which is content-based. Now we're doing digital stuff the same way, but it's this whole concept of, hey, I'm not going to promote my service. I'm not going to promote my business. I'm literally just going to care about you, Josh, as a person and go, hey, I just want to connect with you. I just want to send you stuff you might appreciate, stuff you might value. And because I know I'm tapping into what entertains you and what satisfies you, now I know that's going to translate in what we call the reciprocity effect, which is now when the time comes where you need a service like buying a home or selling a home, you're going to want to reciprocate it to me because I've cared about you as a person, mm-hmm. not as just a transaction, if that makes sense. It's perfect. I mean, it, it kind of sets up, you know, you said it's hard to define. I actually pulled the definition of relationship marketing. So we're going to lay it. Let's down. Say, was this from Wikipedia? I don't know. It's from Google. Wikipedia is how I got through school. (laughs) Relationship marketing is a strategy designed to foster customer loyalty, interaction, and long-term engagement. The counterpoint to that, what you're kind of hitting on right now, it's, it's, 
it's not necessarily the opposite, but it is a it is the counterpoint to transactional marketing, correct? Which is solely focused on being a business strategy focused on a single point of sale transaction, and that's what you're talking about. It's not about the service trying to get them to that point of transaction. It's about building that relationship that's going to have legs and bring in correct. more business over time. The most painful thing I see in businesses all the time, especially service based businesses, insurance agents, financial advisors, real estate agents, they spend so much time trying to chase the new deal, trying to chase the new transaction, trying to chase the Zillow lead, right? If you're a real estate agent or trying to chase the cold call and you're listening to a guy who loves cold calling, (laughs) but they ignore where the majority of their business should come from. And you were telling me about this equation that you've kind of come up with to help you calculate your ROI of what relationship marketing should generate for you because all of you are going to struggle get deep with, this. with math. Yes, we're going to go it's into going math. And, and I did not, I'd made your computer science, which is semi math. <laughs> and so, but uh, not the best at math. But the point being is all of you today are probably driving around going, how do I generate the next lead? Yeah. How do I get that next deal? And you live in that transactional mindset. And that's what ends up killing you versus thinking about the long term and thinking that your net, everything for your next deal is the deal you already closed, right? That's the line you came up with. The clients you already have, everything you need for your next deal is actually with them if you just focus on that relationship. But walk them through this cool equation to give them some type of I guess framework or something. Sure. Well, that they we want to look use. at the ROI, right? right so the biggest, justify. the biggest concern I think with people is uh, relationship marketing. Where is my return on investment? Correct. I can spend. We've talked about this on the podcast before. We can spend X amount of dollars on Facebook to generate X amount of impressions that will ultimately convert to X amount of leads, and then we can look at how those leads close. That's really kind of the transactional marketing side. There is some relationship building going on as we get people into our content, but the question becomes, how do I sort of put some metrics on? on this idea of building a relationship with somebody is going to get me business later. Now, one of the most important things to kind of keep in mind is if you're a service-based sales professional, and this statistic is specifically for real estate agents, but 70% of your past clients are going to forget your name a year after that transaction. Wait, 70%? 70% of your clients will, for, will not be able to name their realtor a year That's after the transaction. So that just gives you a a broad idea of potentially the missed opportunity, Mm -hmm. missed revenue. But we're going to use some numbers here. So if you have 50 contacts in your database, we're just going to go with that because this would be maybe past clients, sphere of influence, close associates. And we're going to use a real low number. Well, maybe a low number, but selling 10 houses a year, right? According to the National Association of Realtors, 54% of home buyers and 64% of home sellers found their agent through referrals. Right, or had worked okay. with them before. So we're going to average and that out. And that's directly from the National Association of Realtors yeah. profile. Yep. So, so we're that's gonna, not our stats. That's their stats. No. So let's say we average that out to 60% of those houses sold in a year are going to come from a result of referral or repeat business, right? So each relationship is going to bring you 0.12 repeat and referral transactions per year. Okay. So six divided by 50 equals 0.12. That's how we kind of got that number. Then multiply that number by the number of years remaining in your career. So be optimistic here, maybe. <laughs> when you want. This uh, also one, comes back to your 12, revenue 12, and retirement goals. <laughs> Depending on if we hit our goals. No. But that would then look at how many transactions that client would bring to you before you retire. So if you're right. planning on working 15 more years, 15 years times one, uh, 0.12 is going to be 1.8 transactions from that one relationship. Okay. All right. Multiply that number of your, by your average commission for the lifetime value of that relationship, average commission being $9,000. Total value from that relationship is going to be $16,200 okay. per relationship. For the okay. lifetime you're for, the in, lifetime. for your career, 15 yeah. years. For the lifetime okay. of your career. Now, of course, the number of years you have left is going to expand that or, sure. or reduce that. Um, 
now now sort of extrapolate that out to your contact database as you're bringing in more clients if you have a system in place which is sure. something that we're going to talk about here what are the tools what are the yep. systems if you have a system in place to follow up with that client in a quality way that will keep you remembered right your database is going to continue to grow so let's be conservative and say that grows to 100 correct over the course of your career that relationship marketing is going to be worth 1.6 million dollars just with your 100 business. think if about 100 Think right. about that. That's insane. It's insane because all of you right now have more than 100 people you know and have a relationship with. Even if you don't have them in a practical database or something right now, all of you can get to 100. And you're literally 1.6 is what you said? 1.6 million for 100 contacts. Million. Yeah, with 15 yeah, years remaining. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So, I mean, I mean, the question then inevitably comes yep. to what are the systems? Yep. What in the world can I do? Because we've... We've talked about before and, and even in our own business, you know, everything has to be broken down to a system. A lot of people, they don't suffer from a lack of ideas. They suffer from a lack of execution. Yep. And the reason they're not executing or the reason they feel like their business mm -hmm. is running them and they're not running their business is because they don't have those systems in place. Yeah, they don't build the processes. Have you ever been, you know, think to yourself right now, if you're a realtor, because I talk to realtors all the time and I know they experience this. Have you ever been super frustrated by the older person in your brokerage? That seems to be closing deals left and right, but they do no <laughs> marketing and it feels like they barely work. What they That's are crazy. capitalizing on, because yeah. I see it across the board all the time, what they're capitalizing on is this whole equation that Josh is talking about, that their database that they've built up, those relationships that they've built up over the years is now turning into where they don't even have to work. I think of my brother. He tells me this all the time. There's an agent in his office. They, he, he says they do nothing. They do nothing at all. And these deals are just coming out of nowhere. And it frustrates him to death because he's <laughs> hustling, right? But he's trying to build his database. So that's the first step is you need to build the systems like Josh is saying. So what's a practical tool you have to have? You have to have a way to manage those relationships. It is a no-brainer. It's, it's not a question. In your business, you have to have a CRM that you can use. There's so many out there. The key is that you actually have to use it. Right. Uh, so I don't want to give That's necessary recommendations. So I think you can go to Google yeah. and get great recommendations on CRMs, right. right? And a little teaser for you guys. We're actually putting together one right now. But the key is with your CRM is that you have to use it to document because your human brain, you're not going to remember the things you need to remember to help that relationship be nurtured. What do I mean by that? If you meet a client like Josh, you're my client. If I can remember that your wife's name is Stacy yeah. a year from now, that's powerful. If I, if I just meet you and I have no relationship, if I can remember that detail, simplistic, I know guys, but if I can remember those details, like I always use the example when I'm trying to coach people on how to personalize their service is that like, let's imagine that you are showing a family a home and they have a daughter named Judy and Judy loves ballet. Daughter Those are Judy. Is yeah. that a theme song? Maybe that is a song. Maybe that's oh, going to be a, wife, a song wife, we're going to write wife right now. Name Judy. <laughs> we get copyright for it. <laughs> So, well, Josh and I uh, are both musicians, even though it might be poor musicians. <laughs> we're both musicians. <laughs> but, but the point is, those details, that is the first practical step. Think of the 100 people. So let's go off of the 100 people that you're talking about to generate 1.6 million. Every one of those people have details about their life, their job, their hobbies. What is the Ford method? The Ford method is family, occupation, oh, recreation, yeah. and dreams, sure. I think. 
I think that's the Ford method, which is, you know, you got to we'll talk about up. someone's family. Yeah, <laughs> but look that Ford method up, Andrea. See if I'm right on that. But it's like, I think it's fa- family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. And the idea there from a sales um, standpoint is that how do you engage someone in networking? Right. Talk about their family, talk about their occupation, talk about recreation, and talk about their dreams. And that will get people talking. So what well, should you store in your CRM? Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is it, when you're if a service-based sales professional, real estate agent, financial advisor, whatever that, that is. we did confirm that, by the way. It is, it that is, is Ford, what the Okay, we got is. the confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you are involved in the m- biggest decisions of people's lives. You are involved in their daily lifestyle, what they mm-hmm. do. One of the things that we always talk about is if you're showing a home or you're trying to help somebody find a home, you know if they have a dog or multiple dogs because they need a backyard with a fence. Mm-hmm. You know if they love to cook because... Uh, they That's want a, a beautiful point. big kitchen. You know if they love art because they need wide open walls to hang their art gallery. All of these things are data points. It's small data, yep. right? This is the interact. The small data is the stuff that we're collecting every day, interacting with one another. How are you tracking that, capturing that, so that later you can bring that up? You cannot be expected to remember everything. Yep. There are some really impressive people that I've met that really do remember like everything. Yes. And if you're one of those, you are so lucky, and you're already leveraging this because it's just your personality. Correct. For the rest of us who need those things to track, be aware of those moments when the small data presents itself. Make sure you're capturing it, even if it's in an Evernote file or a Google Doc right. or something like that. One of the things that Luke's talking about that we're working on is helping people with being able to capture that and then systematically deliver content that way. It's uh, What's interesting is that like there was a question asked at our team meeting this morning, and there was probably 60, 70 people on the floor. It was asked by um, one of our creative people, and they said, you know, do you know everybody's name in the company? And, you know, I run this company, and I, I don't know everybody's name in the company. And there's this theory called like the Dunbar theory that yeah. you can only keep 150 relationships. The point I'm trying to get at here is that, you know, even in my own company, I don't know if I know everybody's name that I could recite offhand. And do you, if I don't know their name, do you think I know their family members? Do you think I know their hobbies, the, the recreational things they like to do, their dreams? Absolutely not. So when you think of the big debate that's going on in the service-based world, it, which is, is technology replacing service-based professionals? Is technology replacing realtors? Is technology where you don't need the realtor anymore? You can buy the house online eventually. You don't need them. Yes, you will. I can treat, you will I mean, be I can replaced. buy stocks on an app on my phone. So Correct. financial you don't need a financial advisor, about, right? You will be replaced unless you start mastering relationship marketing, which is this idea that I can't even keep the names of my my employees straight, right? Let alone their hobbies. Leverage technology. Technology won't replace you. Right. Leverage it to store the data you need, store the Ford method on every one of your hundred contacts. And now you can leverage that to do marketing to them, which is where where our specialty has been and what's made us in business for 15 years is going, hey, you know these things about your people. Now send them things that they will appreciate, that will help them engage. As technology's evolved, we're evolving. It used to be, and it's, it's that we just did something generic enough mm. to where everybody connect with it. Now we're starting to more specialize, and we're trying to drive ourselves to more specialty. My dream, so everybody knows, is sending the right thing to the right person at the right time through the right medium. Right. So for me, I love music. It would be a music thing for me. For my wife, she's a vegetarian, loves cooking. She'd get a vegetarian recipe. That's the ultimate dream we're going to, but that's your desire as a business is label your hundred people, label the Ford method on each of your people, and then determine what should I be sending these people? What can I talk to them about? It do- and it doesn't stop there. Once you've delivered that content, it like you just got, you just said it, 
talk to them. Mm-hmm. Follow up. Pick up the phone. These are opportunities to have a conversation. You're not going to build a relationship through social media. Correct. You're just not. I mean, well, think about one side. Think about your social media friends right now. How many of them would you just talk to on the phone casually about? I watched a video uh, yesterday after the whole. Um, or I guess after some of the Facebook stuff that's been going on, right? Some crazy stuff going on. So, and it was like deleting Facebook and then yeah. like living Facebook in real life. And one of the one of the puns was calling up your old high school classmates, and it's like, <laughs> how hey, about, how about th- hey, this is George from high school. Like, yeah, that's that's nice, <laughs> but your friends on Facebook. So, you know, the idea here is take those take those opportunities when you're delivering content that you know is going to connect. You always bring up the the um, the point that you know your wife is a vegetarian. Correct. If I'm sending a vegetarian recipe to you, I'm going to call you up and ask what Megan thought about the recipe. Right. Did she have a chance to try it? Did it offer her a little bit of variety in her diet? Whatever that yep. might be, use that as the opportunity to have that conversation. Always bring it back to. By the way, how's the kitchen been working? Yep. I know that was super important to you guys. How's the new house been? Hey, if you know of anybody who might be in the uh, in the process of buying or starting to think about listing their home, I just want to know. Please pass all my magazine. Please pass all my information to them. I'd love to be able to help them. That's, and that's the, the goal. That's, that's what you're driving the true towards. point of relationship right. marketing. That is, if you're wondering, listening to this, why relationship marketing? Why is it substantial? Why will it drive? Well, Josh gave you the equation, but what he's touching on right there is the key point. Relationship marketing is you are giving things to people to help build a relationship and the things you're giving to people, what you're doing for the person is totally client centric. Most of the time, never business centric. The business part comes from creating a warm and fuzzy. All the realtors listening to this know Brian Buffini. Everybody knows his pop by thing, right? Where you pop by their house, you give them some ketchup and mustard, and your pun is, I just wanted to catch up with you, right? <laughs> so that's it, one of his pop buys. But what he's doing is he's making you feel funny, warm and fuzzy. He, he calls it the warm and fuzzy, which yeah. is awesome. And it then translates into the reciprocity of referrals of, hey, I am thinking about moving. I am thinking about buying another house. And that gives you the ability to leverage it. Understand relationship marketing is a long-term game. Yep. It's a long-term game. Yep. You will fail at relationship marketing if you start judging it on a week-by-week basis like you maybe do your Facebook ads or start judging it on a, even a monthly basis. It is about the relationship and banking. Like for us, I mean... I always spell out for people, you're spending, you know, $3.79 on somebody every two months. If the average person is moving every five years, I mean, you're spending a hundred and something dollars, 130 something bucks on somebody for a $9,000 commission check. If you focus in the short term of, man, that 379 is going out every, every couple months and I don't feel like I'm getting anything from it. That's where you'll fail versus thinking to yourself, is it worth spending 130 bucks or something like that on someone? So they ultimately sell with me again in the end. Right. That's how you got to judge your relationship marketing. And that's the next thing in your system, right? Is that communication plan that it has to be quality to capture attention. It has to be content is king mm-hmm. in terms of what you're delivering. So obviously we produce a print magazine that's um, highly customizable and high Correct. quality. It gets past the trash can. It lands on the coffee table. People spend 44 minutes reading this thing because of the content. How are you being proactive with that? What other yeah, types of communication that? options do you have? You have email. You have text messaging. You have social media. You have what you're talking about, which is the face-to-face, picking up the phone, having yep. that conversation, making sure that as you are having those conversations, you're learning about 
what stage of their life they're in today Mm -hmm. so that you can start preparing and be proactive with, hey, I understand you're coming up on this life event. Let me put together some ideas for you that we can kind of sit down and go over, come into my office, look at, see if it makes sense for you. And then you also have the opportunity to help them by referring them out maybe to a different professional for something if it's a service that you don't provide. And all that's doing is that's the reciprocity. The reciprocity effect. Like I said, we tried to do warm ups before this podcast. How much would would, we do? But now you're building relationships with your own network and the and the other people that um, have the opportunity to send you business as well. And so that really starts to show the amplification, the exponential opportunity for this relationship marketing. So in the question I get all the time is, is how often should you be talking to people? Right. How often should you be following up with people to make sure a relationship's solid? Now, I, a great I, question. I really say all the time that you can't really follow up too much. Right. I, I, I truly, truly believe that you can. If Based you're asking for something, right. if you're yeah. asking for something, you can. Right. Then That's, you're an annoyance. Yes. Right. Then you're harassing. You're you're it's all about you, not about them. But if it's about them and you're checking in to see how they're doing, like a simple, practical thing that all of you could do cost you no money but your time. Literally, just send a happy holidays text on the next holiday. Right. Just whether it's the 4th of July that's coming up or Memorial Day, just say, hey, hope you have a great Memorial Day thinking about you. Send that to every person in your contact list. And guess what? It, it helps it helps the relationship because I have a guy that used to work for me in sales. His name was Jason Maddie. So Jason, yeah. if you listen to our podcast, man, hope you're doing well. <laughs> but the point being is he sends me texts. We never talk. We never talk. But he sends me texts every holiday. Every holiday, hoping that my family's doing well, that I'm doing well, that Reminder Media's doing well. And guess what? Who's on my mind? Who do I still remember? Jason Maddie. I still remember Jason Maddie because a simple, you're right, correct. (laughs) A simple thing he's doing. It's a simple thing you can do. That's nothing about you. That's all about just the client and and the client experience, all about the relationship. And that's what will then transpire to you ultimately. If I needed something that Jason Maddie did, he would be on my mind as an option. Because what is it, Gary Keller? That's what it is. Gary Keller. You got to be number one or two. How do you become number one or two? You got to be known, liked, and trusted. How do you get known? Well, that's through marketing. How do you get like and trusted? That's through your ability to build a relationship by understanding what this person's interests are, what this person's desires are, what their dreams are, all that good thing using the Ford method that I talked about and then doing it consistently. Yes. That's where we've had so much success. I tell people with our magazine all the time, I get you known through the magazine. I get you liked through the content, right? Mm -hmm. I get you trusted because of the quality of the content, the consistency that you're doing it and that it's not about you it's about them that is what has translated to us helping agents helping insurance people helping financial advisors with their relationship marketing think to yourself today those hundred people how are you known how are you liked and how are you trusted and focus on that like and trusted and that's what translates into blowing up your business that is powerful that is our show I hope we have deepened our relationship with you just a little bit if you like what you hear please give us a comment and a five-star review and subscribe to this show on your favorite podcast app. Follow us at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out our new Pinterest page for an entire board. Dude, we have board, Pinterest now. Nice. An entire board on relationship marketing. Thank you for your support and for listening. I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acre, and I'm going to close with this, guys. Here's your action item for this podcast. Lay out 50 of your relationships and make sure you have the data for the Ford method on each of those people. What are the family 
occupation, what are their recreational activities, and what are their dreams. Get that into some type of database, some type of CRM, and then that will help guide your next conversation and your next marketing piece you send to them. Difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action, so take action on that today. 